podcast with Tiffany. Hello. And me, Lisa. Hey. Um, thanks for listening. We um, discuss various topics on here and sip cocktails. And today we've decided to smoke, you know, a black and mild as well. Hey, we're little rebels. What we're, can we we're say? We're so classy. Aren't we? Classy. Black and mild. Wine. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> um, so our wine choice of the day um, is, well, I picked it because I actually tried it um, a couple days ago and I thought it was really good, but it's extremely, extremely, extremely strong. So we got, it's called the Apothic um, Inferno. It's aged in whiskey barrels. And are you ready for the percentage? It's 15.9% alcohol. Whew. I drank this the other day. And now mind you, there's been times, okay, maybe a few times, that I've drank whole bottles of wine and not like I was <laughs> flat out wasted. I drank two small glasses and I was like, Kelvin, I don't know what's wrong with me. I have like a major buzz right now. He's like, go put it in the fridge. I have to go to work. You're going to be drunk and the kids are going to be here like, mommy, I need this. Mommy, I need that. So it is extremely, extremely strong. But I feel like you can taste the wine and the whiskey flavor in it. What do you think? I think when you first sip it, you definitely get the whiskey. Um, and you get the bite of the alcohol. Mm -hmm. But the more you sip it, the smoother it gets. So this could be pretty dangerous if you're it, not yeah. paying attention to yeah. how much you're drinking. Because I can definitely feel it. But taste-wise, it's very, very smooth. So I would say... Um, be careful. Go a little easy. Yeah. Share the bottle with a friend. Don't drink. It. I I don't think I could ever drink a whole bottle of this in one. No, and no. you you probably shouldn't. Um, <laughs> stick to your I mean, your cheap low alcohol right. by volume wines for that. Now I've had different Apothic wines that brand, and I really like them actually. Have you ever had? I can't remember if we've ever had this brand on the podcast or not. I. I think we might have had an apothic mm -hmm. um, red before. Mm -hmm. I, it definitely wasn't the Inferno, mm -hmm. but it was. I, I believe we have had one on here, and if not, we've had one in our personal lives. So, Sometime. yes, and it, it is. Um, <laughs> it says that it is a small batch, limited release. So, I don't know if I, if you want to try it, go get it before it's out. I actually, my aunt had sent this bottle, this wine to me. Um, was it last Christmas? I don't remember if it was Christmas or Thanksgiving. She was sick, and she always brings a bottle of wine. Well, she really liked this one, and she couldn't wait to bring it for me to taste. So she brought it. She sent it with my grandma and um, had me try it, and I really liked it. And then on top of it, I think that the label is really pretty. Like, I like how they do the designs around the A. So now I just keep trying it. It definitely is a um, very pretty bottle. Mm -hmm. um, it is a red blend wine, if you guys haven't oh. gotten that from the fact yeah. that we keep talking Sorry. about reds. Yeah. Um, I, it's supposed to have, like, dark fruit flavors and maple mm -hmm. and spice in there. Um, this is kind of comparable to the night jar that we had yeah. a couple weeks ago. True. Which one do you like better? The Apothic Inferno or the night jar? I think they're similar, but they're different because I feel like the night jar is sweeter mm -hmm. than this. Yes. So, I don't know. I guess it would just depend on if I'm in the mood for sweet or not sweet. Exactly. I like them both. 
No, they're both yeah. good. And I, I would agree, because the Niger is considered a dessert wine, mm-hmm. so it does have a sweeter uh, flavor. It's like a port wine. Yeah. We should get a night jar and then get dark chocolate and eat dark chocolate. And drink Which is the funny because we have a bottle of night jar here, but I won't tempt Lisa with it today oh. since we're drinking this. No, we would be sick. high percentage of wine. Um, this is actually perfect for drinking more. The night jar I would recommend one glass. It's a it comes in a half bottle, but I would recommend and that. Isn't it higher percentage? I think it is only about fifteen point nine. Okay. So I, I think remember. it's pretty similar. I was thinking it was eighteen. I don't think it's that high. Oh, I don't know. I'll have to check on that, but I don't think it's that high. Mm. Um, but yeah, this was this won't make you sick. Like it's not too sweet where you can drink more right. if you have a high tolerance. Yeah, because I'm definitely feeling hot and I'm definitely feeling mm-hmm. slightly buzzed, and I'm only about one glass in. I'm hot too, actually. Yeah, already. And so. I may try a lunch because I know I was gonna get this today. So I didn't know it was a surprise, but a pleasant one at that. Because yeah, it's good. I like it. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's get into the topic. Um, I chose to talk about bullying today and more of bullying and kids not really getting into and really bullying with kids at school. Um, I know we've discussed this topic before, so I just kind of wanted to make sure we didn't sound like the broken record of what we talked about before. Um, I just feel like this has kind of really been bothering me because there's a lady that I work with. Um, and of course, I'm not going to mention names or the school name, but her son, ever since last year, has been bullied by the same kid. Uh, last year, the kid was kind of smart and really did like his horrible stuff outside of school so that the school couldn't do anything. Mm-hmm. But they were in class together, you know, and then he would do dumb little stuff and then He'd wait till after school, and he actually um, jumped her son at the end of the year. But he wow. waited till they got off the bus. Wait, how old are they? <clears throat> I want to say they are in. Ugh, it's either third or fifth grade. I'm not sure. Okay, one of them. Um, so they're young, but this kid literally like beat her son up. Like, she got a phone call, and from. I want to say it was her husband or one of her parents who picked him up from or met them at the house and her son tried to play it down like no I'm okay I'm okay nothing's wrong like it wasn't that bad and then she went to tuck him in that night and he was like ouch when she touched him and she's like let me see under your shirt like he had bruises and scratches so this kid like really beat him up yeah um and then there was another time that he pushed him down on the playground and then I guess he got back up and he hit him well then he kind of got reprimanded by the school for hitting this kid back. Mm-hmm. And then it became more focused on him than what the kid's been doing to him for the whole school year. Yeah. So then Stacy or the girl, was like, well, that's her name. Nobody knows her. But was like, I am so glad school's over. Like, I hope all this dies down over the summer. Um, I don't know what to do because the school's not doing anything. Like... They were really considering switching schools. That's kind of how bad it was. And um, then she's like, no, we decided to stay and figure out. Hopefully it would all die down at the summer. Well, this year, and nope, right away, again, um, it was the same stuff. Like, they, he would pick on him in class. Um, then there was one day on the bus. This was, I want to say, two weeks ago. So it's not like school had been in very long. Apparently, this boy 
punched him on the bus. Well, so they got a phone call because it happened on the bus. But the kid wasn't in trouble. The principal actually had the nerve to say, because like she was getting all these phone calls at work, because obviously she works during the day. So when they're at school, she's at work. So we could hear the conversation. So it's not even like this is her having a, telling us what supposedly happened at school. Like we know this is the what's happening because we're there hearing it. And um, the principal said, well, um, I will bet you that he hit him. And she's like, no. He swore to us. That he did not touch the kid. He did not even talk to the kid. The kid just came up and hit him. Mm-hmm. And did he hit him back? She said, no, he didn't. So then it, that's what it went into. Well, I would guarantee you that he hit him back. And we have a no tolerance policy and blah, blah, blah. Saying this stuff. And she's like, have you watched the video? Because I know people who work at the bus barn. And I know there's video cameras on the bus. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say, there has to be video so, of it. So, then the principal's like, well, no, I just have been so busy. It's the beginning of the year, and I haven't had a chance. She said, well, I suggest you get a chance, and you look at the video. Right, before you call me and right. make accusations of what happened. So, then, two days later, nothing. Then her husband is extremely pissed off, and then I think at that point, he called. Well, then she gets a call back, and it's a totally different story. We are so sorry. Um, you know, I did watch the video and, you know, he was telling the truth. He did not hit the kid. The kid just went up to him and punched him. And let me tell you, there's a lot of things on that bus that should not be going on that's going on. So I guess I'm just going to have to take time out of my day to go ride the bus to make these kids behave. That's what she said? Mm-hmm. That's what she said. So That see, seems like an ass. Right asshole so, response to first of all you being right. a dick yeah so then she tried you know. to change like the whole like you know he didn't do anything wrong and this so then um she was like okay so what are you gonna do about it she's like well i'm gonna have to sit down and see what i can do about it want to know what their solution was make the poor kid sit at the begin at the front of the bus with the kindergartners so, instead of doing anything to the kid that is now continuing to cause problems, her son has to sit at the front of the bus with kindergartners for the whole year. He's not allowed to sit anywhere else. You know what they should have done? Have the boy that was misbehaving sit at the front with the kindergartners. Mm-hmm. And that's what she said. She was like, so you mean to tell me my child... Did nothing wrong, mm-hmm. but you're moving him to the front of the bus with the kindergartners where he could be humiliated because kids could then make fun of him for having to sit with the kindergartners. They don't know what happened. Mm-hmm. And she goes, as a principal, I feel like this is what needs to be done. I mean, she should, what she should have suggested is, no, I suggest you sit that bad little well, boy she had, she did. by the front. She did. She fought back. She said, that is not right. Why is my son, once again, this year, being the one who is being punished for getting bullied by this other kid? Mm-hmm. She goes, my my son is being punished. I know that that kid is not being punished because he's at school every day still bullying my son. Mm-hmm. So then that was kind of that conversation. So then something else happened. And I don't really know the full of what happened. Mm-hmm. And then she gets a phone call at work <clears throat> saying... Now, mind you, did not call her 
or the dad until after they've already talked to her son. And then he was mad. And that's why his name called her, I'm sure. There was an incident, so they separated. So they felt... So it happened again. Well, something else happened, but I'm not exactly sure what with this one. Okay. Um, But they, they told him, well, unfortunately, since this is happening, we're going to move you out of your math class. Or you're going to get moved out of your class and with the teacher that you loved. And you're going to have to go into a new class to separate them. So she said, you're telling me you are moving my child out of class with a teacher that he absolutely loves. She said he has not been this excited about school since ever. He likes going to school. He loves his teacher. He actually enjoys school this year. And you're going to move him to a new class. She says, so once again, my son is being punished for another kid's behavior. So why can't you move him out of the class? The principal says, well, unfortunately, if we move him out of the class, it'll be affecting seven other people, not just your son. So it's easier just to move your son. She says, so you're telling me that he's bullying seven other kids and he's continuing to be there? Oh, she said, wow. She says, the principal came back and said, what's well, not just students? It would be adults who would be having a problem now as well. So we feel it is best to move him out of the class and separate them. And she's like, are you kidding me right now? Right. And she's like, and your son is in here and he will not speak to me. She goes, do you blame him for not speaking to you? He is continually getting in trouble for stuff he's not even doing. Right. Yeah, I probably would have gone off on her at that point. I would have said, first of all, you accused him of hitting that boy. Mm -hmm. He didn't do it. Yet you're still on this tirade. Um, I think that you need to do something appropriate and this is not appropriate or I'll have, I'll take your job to the Mm -hmm. board. Think about it. Like, and I get it. You can't always appease everybody. Okay. So if she's saying, this is how I figured out how to protect your son. And then you're like, no, he's going to stay in that class. Then unfortunately you're going to have to deal with the the fact that your son's going to be bullied. Okay. So he may love his teacher and yes, the right thing would be to move that student right. you know but unfortunately at that age level it's third and through fifth grade right. it's not going to be as serious as say someone in high school and you can move them to an alternative high school or like a right. behavior class or right. whatever the case may be I mean that's something she might be able to recommend is putting him in a special behavioral class I don't know if they do that because now they integrate students into the think, classroom yeah. So they don't actually have a special one for that age level. They try to integrate them. But I don't don't know know. what they do with behavior disorders. I just feel like in this situation, like the Mm -hmm. school is totally failing her son for the simple fact that they just keep moving him around and making him do other stuff. But it's Mm -hmm. not stopping the problem. Right. Like they live close to each other. Mm-hmm. So the boy always has to ride the bus home. Have they gone to his parents and said, look... These problems are persisting. Um, I think they did have a meeting with the parents, and then they realized why the kid is like he is, mm. unfortunately. Right. So it's just kind of like, how much do you let a poor kid continually? Um, okay, we just had a squirrel moment. <laughs> yes. And that is only because the squirrel was climbing out the window. Yes. I'm really sorry. <laughs> like, 
It kind of scared me. Yeah, me too. I was like, because my back is to the window. <laughs> okay, it's gone now. But it did have acorn in its mouth or something. I don't know. But, okay. So I feel like, um, like, how much do you continually let this poor kid get bullied Yeah, from this year and last year? And it's obviously going to keep going. And it's like you keep moving him and making him feel like he's the one that did something wrong because that's how he feels. Right. So what do you think that you're doing for this poor boy? It's already a hard time in kids' lives at that age. Mm-hmm. So it's like, what do you think that you're doing to this poor boy's confidence? What do you think that you're doing to his, you know, just to him, period? Like, he's at a place where he should feel safe, and he probably doesn't feel safe. Yeah, and you know what? I'm kind of, I err on the side of caution with these type of things. Um, One, because, yes, the school should be doing what they can. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you have to understand that there's only so much that they can do, especially when you have parents like the boys, the other boys' Mm -hmm. parents who are unwilling to do something about their kids' behavior. Mm -hmm. A school is not a parent. A school is, like, can only control so So much. much, you know? And granted, the principal, if the... If he has that many problems with that many people in the school, then I don't know if she would be able to recommend him for some type of special program or whatever. I don't know if that's available to her. Mm -hmm. You know, um, from the way that she speaks to um, the victim, the bullying victim's parents, it just lets me know that... She is very dismissive. Like, she's mm-hmm. not concerned, and my hands are tied. It's more like, oh, well, are you sure it's not, you know? And Or it's I, more of, I'm the principal, this is what I said, so this is what's going to go. And I think it's also, boy who cried wolf. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you're, okay, let's put it in terms of, you're a, you know, a nurse, mm-hmm. or, you know, a medical assistant, or whatever, and someone always comes in, and all these people come in and nothing's really wrong with them, but they're like, something's wrong with right. me. I know it is. And you're like, I've seen so many. You become jaded to real actual cases right. where people really don't feel good because you're like, I've heard this one before. Right. You know, and I wonder if as a principal, you have the boy who cried wolf so much that like when it's a real case, you're just so jaded about the whole thing that you're like, oh, well, are you sure it wasn't a two-way? Right. Because kids are always going to sell you that. They're picking on me. Yeah. I didn't do anything to them. I didn't mm-hmm. say anything. But, you know, in that case, especially with the video on the bus, mm-hmm. there was proof that it wasn't like him saying, mm-hmm. I did it. And he actually, like, punched him and the kid punched him back or mm-hmm. whatever the case may be. But I think... We have to, I mean, I don't know. She just seems like an asshole, the principal, just in this scenario. Even last year, like, yeah, it could be he said, she said after school and the fight off the bus. Like, after school, they were the bus was not there. But it's like when it happened on the playground, they saw it. Mm -hmm. And then they saw him push him over, and then they also saw him get back up and hit the kid. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry, but if somebody's bullying my child, I'm going to tell them. If they ain't doing nothing, you better do something. Because oh, kids no, are crazy sure. anymore. And that's back in the day. That's how my dad was. Yep. He was like, I mean, again, my dad had the three-strike rule. The first time you ignore it, you walk away. 
Second time, you let somebody know, like an adult or something. Mm-hmm. The third time, you just haul off and whoop their ass, and he he's like, you're not going to get in trouble. Right, and that's you know? kind of how I am with the kids. Like, don't allow somebody to treat you that way. Like, I am very, you, you better not start a fight, but you better not let somebody else bully you or beat you up because you're scared to fight back. Like, yeah. you just cannot do that anymore. And... My my real dad was always very like, if somebody hits you, you better end the fight. <laughs> Don't start it, but you better be the one to end it. Yeah. And my mom was off, you better walk away. And it's like, you can't walk away anymore. You can't walk away like, from everything. There's not. But you have to pick um, and choose your battles. Right. You know? And... Like, I don't agree. If somebody's arguing with you or yelling and then they don't hit you, don't just haul and whack them on. Mm-hmm. That, you don't do that. But if somebody hits you, I mean, even back when we were in school, it was if somebody hits you, all of a sudden there's a swarm of people around you and there's nowhere for you to go. Yeah. So don't just sit there and let yourself get beat up because you're not going to be in trouble at home. Yeah. Like, I mean, the sad thing is that we live in a society where there will always be bullies. Mm-hmm. Always, no matter how old you are, no matter how young you are, right. there will always yep. be bullies. And unfortunately, you have to learn how to deal right. with bullies. And when you give them the satisfaction of knowing that they hurt you, that's right. what bullies thrive off of. Exactly. You know, and it's sad like, to say to a kid, like, look, at, ignore them, yeah. just leave them alone. And you I know? think that's a lot of what they tried to do last year. Mm-hmm. And then this year, it's again, it's kind of at that point where it's like, He's not going to go away regardless. Like, Right. And that's what I said. I was like, maybe you need to give him permission to try and knock the shit out of the kid. Because sometimes there's those people who sees you as weak and whatever, so they're going to keep picking on you. Well, until you stand up for yourself. And once you stand up for yourself, then they're like, whoa, I don't want right. to go through that again. Yeah. So it's kind of like, what do you do? You don't want your child in trouble, but you don't want them being picked on. Right, I mean, and then at the point, like, now you've already done the proper channels, right? You mm-hmm. try to speak to his parents, you try to uh, speak to the school about it, mm-hmm. and then the only thing to tell the school is, look, it, if you're going to allow this kid to behave however he wants to, then you you have to believe that I'm not going to discipline my kid exactly. when you call me and say that they're fighting. Because the reality is, we've tried to work mm-hmm. with you, we've tried to work with the parents, we try to do everything that we Possible. that we should do, right. even though we're the victim. We even try to do everything that we should to remedy the situation. And right now, it's going to be on your. It's going to be in your hands, right? And you, you know, know, it's kind of like last year. And we, I talked about this on the last podcast a little bit, but um, if you didn't listen to our last one, like Tyler, kept, which is our oldest, kept getting picked on by this kid at school. This was a couple years ago, well, two years probably, and. He wasn't telling anybody. Like, this kid was making rude comments to Tyler constantly at school. And to the point where Tyler just kind of, he didn't really explode because he didn't hit the kid. He didn't do anything. He just said something to the kid like, I can't remember his exact words, but anybody who knows, Tyler is also mixed, like my other kids. And he was like, if you don't get on my face, I'm going to slap the black off of you. Well, the other kid didn't get in trouble. For continually to bully Tyler because the bully Tyler, once it all came out, Tyler got in trouble and he actually got suspended for making a racial comment that he was being racist is what he was told. So I told his dad, do they not know that you're black? Like, do they not see you? Right. Like, 
I don't, why is it okay for Tyler to get suspended? So I'm like, I'm just going to tell Tyler next time, punch the damn kid if you're going to be suspended anyway. <laughs> do not let him continue to pick on you. Don't mm. do it. And, and they just feel like they need to stop pretty much punishing because, yeah, we're like, they're doing what they feel like is on their end. But these kids continue to feel like they're being punished. And I know from Tyler, and it didn't even last as long as this situation did, like, he, I didn't want to be suspended. And he was crying. He was like, I didn't yeah. know what else to do. And and it's like, don't put up with it. I think if part of it is also. Anyway, and I'll say this again. It's, it's how you frame it to your children. Him sitting with the kindergartners. And then you're saying, well, oh, now he's going to get picked on. Mm-hmm. When instead of saying to yourself and to him. Like, they didn't this tell is, him that. Well, no. Instead of saying to him, like, hey. This is a good way to keep you safe. How do you feel about it? Let him make that judgment well, for himself. And I think that's what they did. Like Versus saying, well, you're going to do this and he's going to be picked on. No, sim- simply mm-hmm. say to yourself, talk to your kid. Right. See how he feels. Now, if he feels like kids are going to make fun of him because of that and he says that, you know, then you can express like, look, mm-hmm. it, he's concerned that his other classmates are now going to make fun of him because of that. Right. Don't put your ideas on it and and i really i know the target of this is to discuss like how a school should handle it but then there's those cases where you have that kid who like oh i'm such a nice person in front of the teacher and behind their back they're like the most devious little fuckers and like this kid like even all the teachers know like nobody wants him well in his case they know he's bad like everybody knows he's bad and and she said that's what they did they like Try to talk up the whole situation. They try to talk up him having to leave his favorite teacher. Like, they're just trying to make him excited, and he's just not excited. Well, I mean, look at the flips, the flip side of that. Okay. So, say say they didn't have video of the kid being a little fucker. Yeah. Say people didn't know he was a little fucker. They just assumed, oh, he's a nice kid, and your yeah. kid's probably being bad. In reality, that kid is bullying yours, right? Right. So, now, in their eyes, your kid is the bully, and he's picking on poor little, little fuck boy yeah. over here. Yeah. You know? Because we know, I mean, even as adults, we know that happens. Right, exactly. We know that somebody's like in front of the boss, they're like, oh, so sweet. And then right. behind right. the boss's back, they're doing all kinds of devious shit. But even just in it like, happens. period, it happens. But, but say you are adults. Say you lay the smack down on that kid, mm-hmm. right? That, that you give him a harsh punishment and they really didn't deserve it. Now you're mentally fucking with this yeah. kid. So it's it's kind of yeah. like a rock in a hard place. You know, yeah. as as a school, you are stuck in the middle of what people's perception is of their child. Right. Everybody thinks that their child is God's gift to the world mm-hmm. in regards to other people. Like, you may know in your heart of hearts that your kid is like a shithead right. and like an asshole and like does dirty shit. But in your head, when it comes to you... And somebody else and somebody else's mm-hmm. child, your kid is always like the number right. one. You're always going to believe your child over somebody else. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, so then you have that those scenarios as yeah. well. And I'm not saying that's what's going on with your, you know, friend at work mm-hmm. and their situation. Because like you said, everybody seems to know that this kid mm-hmm. is a dickhead. But and I do. there feel- are situations where what if you went too harsh on a kid and he actually was... Right. Just actually, he's probably the victim, but the other person knows how to flip it better. Exactly, and I so. do feel like, and like like you said earlier, I do feel like a lot of this situation is, even though they know, 
the whole scenario and they've seen it on video they've seen it on the playground you know i feel like that's how they're treating it like eh, well we can't necessarily say he's not doing anything even though we have proof so which is stupid i, I mean that's the dumbest of, thing to say is we we have actual physical evidence right. that this happened and we're just gonna let it go yeah. so i mean in her case yeah i would definitely be angry yeah. but yeah. if if her thing is keeping her child safe, if that is your utmost care, yeah. then that's what you need to do. Mm-hmm. It may be inconvenient for you, but if the reality is, and she may feel like, oh, well, we're letting we're letting the bully win. No, you're letting mm-hmm. the bully win by allowing him an easy access to the victim. Right. You know, and unfortunately, if it, if it calls for moving your child to the front of the bus or moving them to another classroom, for them to have peace yeah. of mind all year and not have to deal with the shit all day every day why not just do that yeah and I, and I do feel that's like how they feel and that's how they're kind of going about it with their son but mm-hmm. then they're going about it at the school without him knowing in a different way right which is how it should be handled right exactly and I don't and I hope that like in that situation if it continues to happen they don't just continue to be like okay you know like right. I'm sure some parents are that way where they don't want to cause trouble and they don't but but you just have to, I feel like you have to think about your child's mental status, I guess, really, for the rest mm-hmm. of their life. Because it can really affect them, and it can hurt their feelings, and it can make them feel down and depressed. And, and like, we all know, like, yeah. a lot of kids who get bullied will lead to suicide. And I know what theirs, it's physical abuse. Yeah. Not just mental, it's, like, physical right. abuse. And that's what's scary. Exactly. Because what they need to start doing is telling the parents, if your kid keeps putting your hands on my child, I will press charges. I don't care how young he is. I don't care if he's eight or 10 or whatever age they are. I'll start pressing charges because he's leaving bruises on my son. Exactly. We have video proof that he is hitting my child. Mm -hmm. So if you do not correct this at home, then I will go to the proper authorities and we'll have to press charges because they need to learn to control their child as well. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like for some reason, the school is like I don't like just from listening to the conversations in here I feel like the school's scared of not really scared of this kid's parents but maybe I guess kind of scared of this kid's parents I'll ask this question and I don't know if you know this information mm-hmm. or if you're privy to it do the the asshole kids parents make a lot of money no okay well it doesn't sound like it Okay, so I'm Does not sure why they're like, so afraid of them. Other sound like than they're the, fact the best that they people in the world, I should say. Yeah, but still, I mean, right? You know, I think oftentimes they use that whole like, "Oh, the kid is," you know, comes from a rough background, and right. that's how they're. But I've seen some people with like rich parents with power, right? And so they let their and they happens. let the kids oh, get away yeah, with a lot of shit too. So, I mean, we see that all the I time. I mean, I've seen kids with a rough background that have really good parents. Right. They're just, you know, unfortunately, they're just not it is. good off, you know. Yeah, so. and that's kind of like, so I tried to invite Calvin on this conversation, but he's really tired. Yeah, he said he doesn't have the energy. He turned us down. Yeah. But I only wanted him to come on because I wanted to ask him these questions because he did work at elementary school. And he worked during the day. And he dealt with kids all the time. And there was actually one kid who the school, who, okay, he wasn't the best kid. Like, he would get in trouble. 
And I don't even want to say he would necessarily bully other kids. He just kind of was, I don't know how to say it. Like, he got in trouble for flicking off somebody. He got in trouble for just stuff. And this is why I wanted Calvin to come because this boy, like, truly looked up to Calvin. And he told Calvin one day, like, Mr. Calvin, I wish you were my dad. Like, if you were my dad, I would be so happy because you're so caring and you're the only one who doesn't look at me here like I'm a bad kid. You're the only one who will still talk to me. Like, like this kid did, okay, he brought a knife to school. So, mm -hmm. he got suspended. Yeah. Now, I want to say he was in fourth grade, third grade. Third grade because he's the same grade as Rihanna. So, last year he was in third grade. So, he brings a knife to school. He doesn't, like, threaten to use it on anybody. I don't think, but he kind of flashed it. Well, he got caught, so he got suspended. Right. Well, apparently when his parents came in, they acted like it wasn't a big deal. Right. Like every time he'd get in trouble, it wasn't a big deal. Mm. Well, so of course, when he came back to school, he had to sit by himself. He had to like at the lunch table. He had to, you know, be monitored anywhere in the school that he went and, um, and every time he got in trouble, he'd be like, can you just have Mr. Calvin come in here? Oh, like, no. Like, he really looked up to Calvin. And, um, like, he cried, actually. Like, broke down, bawling his eyes out when he found out that Calvin was no longer going to work there and his parents were switching him from that school. And, you know, Calvin said the teachers were treating him like, he like was a pariah. the worst kid yeah. ever. And he was like, so there's kids who are meaner in that school than he is. Like, they were talking about him and whispering and saying all this stuff. He was like, so at lunch, I would sit with him because I didn't want him by himself. Because he's like, he's not a bad kid, but I think he demonstrates what he sees at home. And he thinks that's how he's supposed to act. So, he's like, I feel like, like he looks up to me. So, I don't want him to feel that way about me. That people are judging him or people are... You know this and um and it's kind of, and it's like now and even after calvin left the school he would like write the assistant principal and he would go back and visit and see him and and he's like now this year i don't know what's going on with him because he's at a totally different school and i can't just walk in and be like hey can i see him you know like he could at his school that he worked at so it's like there is kids that i feel like they do turn like on and they treat them like they're horrible when really they're not they're just demonstrating what they see at home and they don't know any better well i mean i went okay so i was set to become a teacher like i wanted to become a high school history teacher mm -hmm. i got my bachelor's in history i started the teacher certification mm -hmm. i passed the basic skills test and i had to do like my first observation at a school not too far removed from where I live, but it's considered the country. And so, I mean, it's basically a rural white population. I mean, that's just the demographics. So the teacher that I um, observed, mm -hmm. she had one black kid in her class, you know, just to kind of give you a reference point. And she was like, he's not a bad kid. She's just like, but a lot of teachers think that he's a bad kid. And she's like, really, if I'm being truly honest with you, she's like, it's because of his race. Mm -hmm. She's like, yeah, he's not like a rural 
white kid. So, of course, anything that he does is yeah. considered to be, like, a bad thing. And I think the bullying from adults is actually worse than bullying mm-hmm. from other kids. Mm-hmm. And it I is. think that's kind of where what we're seeing here with your friend's story and the principal is, like, the principal is now turned into a bully. Mm-hmm. Not only is he dealing with the pressure of this kid, but the fact that you have now turned into an ally for this child that is bullying him instead of saying, you know, I'm not trying to, to be mean. I'm not trying to put you in a bad predicament. All I'm trying to do is keep you safe. It it turns into, well, your kid probably did something and she probably right. has that attitude towards him as well. And that to me is more detrimental than this asshole kid that's like picking on him. It's having people right. like that who see the video and say, hey, what what do you think we can do to make this better for you? Mm-hmm. Would it be okay? You like talk to him. Right. Would it be okay if and we switched your class to say like yeah? Would it be okay feelings. if we tried try to put you in a different class? I know you really like your teacher now. Would it be okay if we tried Mrs. or so and so or Mr. So and so? Let's see how it goes. Right. All right. Because our goal is to keep you safe. We don't want you to get hurt. No, you probably were like. Uh, it's such an inconvenience right. instead of saying this kid lives in an inconvenience all day, every day. You get paid to be inconvenienced by this stuff. He needs to be taken care of. And exactly. parents want to be babied. And I think, or not even parents, but adults want to be babied. Why is this child catering to your needs? Right. I mean, and, and you know, you think about it. If this is how the principal is talking to the parents, mm-hmm. I will guarantee you that is how the principal is talking to the child. Like, And not even if she's necessarily saying that to the child. I Although I imagine she's probably like, are you sure you didn't hit? Right. You know, are you sure you didn't hit exactly. him? Exactly. You know, and part of me can understand mm-hmm. it because as a parent of multiple children, sometimes I have to be like, so what really happened? Right. You know, and of course, kids are always going to spin it. So you're always skeptical about what what really happened. But when you see video proof, that's when you need to start catering to that child. Hey, what can we do? How would we make you feel more safe here? You know, we can't we can't kick him out of the school. But what can we do to, to make you feel better or, you know, safer in the school is how it should have been approached. Which I'm guaranteed. Which I'm, I'm pretty sure just from will. the way that she approached the parents and the way that she, you know, dealt with the whole thing. I'm pretty sure even after the fact that she saw the proof to to be like, you know, well, uh, yeah, whatever, exactly. like whatever. so complacent about it. That is kind of scary. Right. And it isn't it sad. And, and like, like you just said, like, yeah, there's so many situations with the kids like this week, weekend to this week alone. I don't know what the hell's been wrong with my kids, but they've been fighting. Like, on Sunday, supposedly they were wrestling, and then it, like, turned out to a fight. Like, me and Calvin were like, what the hell just happened? So, and then one saying one thing, one saying another, one saying another. So, finally, I was like, I don't know who's telling the truth and who's not. And you've all told different stories, so you all can go to bed. Like, you know, you do hear that. You do hear that different story so even with your kids you see it but it's like you do they they do they have the proof in their face like this poor boy and i don't know i just felt like it's really been bothering us i'm like oh what a great thing to talk on a podcast because yeah for sure. sure we're not the only ones so 
we um, put it out on, on our Facebook, and the question was, has your child been bullied at school, and did the school handle it correctly? So, in the situation with the lady at work, I feel like the school is not necessarily handling it correctly. I feel like with Tyler, the school did not handle it correctly. Um, but my friend Nessa said, not at school, but here at the neighborhood, he has been picked on by older kids. And it's always been multiple older kids on one. He came home crying. I don't like how he handled it, but how could he possibly handle being beat up and pushed around by older kids? But my husband had a talk with those parents, and so far nothing else has happened. Now when kids his age picked on him, he would do the same thing until he got tired and socked one of the suckers. <laughs> He's been free of incidents for a long time since that. Sometimes you just have to defend yourself. I could not agree more, and I love the fact that her husband had enough balls to go to the other parents and say, this is what your kids are doing. And I like that, obviously, the parents must have actually did something about it. Well, some kids, like, when you're when someone else goes to them and say, hey, I'm really concerned this is going on. Yeah. I don't know if you're aware. Some parents aren't aware. And like right. I said, your kid could come home and tell you whatever fucking story mm -hmm. they want to. And be doing, like, be that asshole child. Right. You know? So, I think that is, like, accurate. Sometimes you have to go to the other parent because either the parent doesn't know. I mean, once you go to the parent and the parent is complacent. Right. Then you just say, okay, we're exactly. just going to have to figure this out some other way. Mm-hmm. You know, but. Yeah, that would be me. Let somebody come tell me my kids are being mean. My kids are right. not going to see what it is. Exactly. Like, of. why would no. I be okay with my child being mean Absolutely to your child? Absolutely not. Like, if my brother listens to this podcast, like, I'm really sorry to put you on blast because I know you're <laughs> not like that anymore. But, like, back in school, my brother was not always the nicest person. <laughs> and people would come tell me, like, he's making fun of them. He's this and he's that. And I'm like, really? So I tell my mom. But, of course, she's like, no, he wouldn't do that. And it was, like, it was, like, embarrassing to me because yeah. I am not that way. Like, I am totally against bullying. I am totally against being mean to other people. I don't do it. Like, I, sometimes I feel like I have too nice of a heart because I but forgive see, very that's easily. that's what you run into is right. you run into someone telling you mm -hmm. and you're just like, no, my child would never no. do that. And so it was embarrassing to me because I was not like that and I didn't want people to think I was that way. And nobody ever wants to think that their child is, in the, and I'm going to get a lot of heat for this, that their child is overly sensitive. Right. You know, people are always going to say mean things to you. Oh, yeah, always. And unfortunately, you have to learn how to deal with it. Like, right. you, have, you have to teach your children those skills. Because it's not going to be this kid, it's going to be the next kid, or it's going to be the next adult, or it's going to be somebody in their life that's always going to say mean things to them. And you're right. You and you need so to teach right. them that, you know what? Your self-worth is not relying upon what this person thinks of you. You have a lot of people that love you. Ignore that person. Yeah, and we've had this conversation with Rihanna many times because mm -hmm. she is very sensitive. Oops, sorry, I dropped my phone. She, she is. No, no <laughs> she knocked it over. She is very sensitive, and she's kind of like me. Like, she wants to be friends with everybody. She wants to get along with everybody. Like, she just is a very happy kid and that's just kind of how she is. And there is some kids who aren't that way and they don't like her having all their friends that aren't their friends and whatever. And we have, I mean, I've personally wanted to be like, 
well, don't let them treat you that way. Like, say this yeah. or that. And Calvin's like, Lisa, you cannot tell her that. And yeah. so we've just had to tell her, like, not everybody is going to agree no. with you. Not all of your friends are going to get along with your other friends. Mm-hmm. Like, I told her, even when Mommy was in high school, like, I was that way. I got along with everybody. Mm-hmm. I don't care if you were the bad kids, you were the jocks, you were whatever I would talk to everybody, and I got along with everybody. And she's just like that. And I think Calvin was kind of the same way. I don't know yeah. went to high school with him. He kind of got along with everybody, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we just had to tell her, like, not everybody's going to like that you get along with everybody, but do not ever let somebody influence you to not talk to somebody just because they don't. Yep. That's their problem. That is not your problem. Yeah. And what they think, you shouldn't even care. I mean, I like... I've been bullied before in school, and, you know, I kind of have a smart mouth, you know, so, like, like almost smart to the point where you don't want to say something to me because I'm going to embarrass you. Right. You know, because I'm just that, I'm quick, I'm, very I'm quick blunt. with the response, you know, so I've had a lot of kids, like, I've had spitballs, I've been spit on in high school, you know, and... I, you know, I didn't, like, it, yeah, in the moment it hurts mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, this is fucked up. Right. But honestly, if you leave it alone, someone will always be like, yo, that's really, like, leave him alone, leave right. leave them alone. Right. You know, but when you, and this is sad to say, when you cry about it, when you throw a fit, when you react, when you show out because mm-hmm. of it, then people are less likely to take pity on what you're going through right. and to help you out. Because for them, you're egging it on. You mm-hmm. are, like, condoning it. It's almost like that girlfriend that gets cheated on all the time, right? And you feel sorry for her at first, but then you realize, right. like, she's just partaking in that whole scenario. Like, oh, but I'm going to go back to him. Oh, but I, you know. You I, yeah. you start to take less and less pity on that person that you feel is a participant in it. Right. You know, so, like, if I say something to you and you say something smart back to me and then I pick on you, people are going to say, oh, well, you know, she kind of earned it herself. She shouldn't have said something smart back. And I think me and Tiffany are very similar in that situation. Like, we're very nice, but don't come at us in the wrong way because we might be nice, but don't do it because you're not going to want to see that side of us. And there is so much sympathy you can have for another person, no matter what, like, Crying wolf, pretty much, for any situation. Like, Mm -hmm. don't do it. Because we won't have something. No. And and it's a philosophy I teach my children is, like, unfortunately, you have not run into your last bully. You know? And you got to brush them off. Don't even worry about what they're saying. You know that we all love you. So don't even Mm -hmm. worry about what is going on there. Don't You don't have to be friends with everybody. They don't want to be your friend totally fine exactly. be friends with people who like you like who want to be your friends don't mm-hmm. try to like fit in and be with the cool kids you know actually enjoy the people that you're with and i think you have to enforce love at home yeah and you have to help your children find people that are their people don't worry about them being cool or fitting in because as a parent right. you know you kind of want your you don't want your kid to be that weirdo loner kid but honestly, you need to teach them that that's special and that that is awesome in and of itself mm-hmm. so that mentally they don't go to that phase where they feel like they're not worthy. 
you know, don't put that on them. Don't put that idea right. on them. Teach them that no matter how they are as a person, they are like, you are their number one fan and they are the coolest person in the world. And that's how you can, I think as a parent, you can't expect the school to do it because we've seen scenarios where they're not going to do it. Right. Just like this one we were talking about. Yeah. Like, it's just not going to happen. Did you get any responses? I have three responses. Okay. <laughs> All right. Christine said, my daughter was bullied. There was a girl when she was in first grade that was always calling Caitlin ugly and dirty and gross. She eventually got other kids involved and they would tease her at lunch. We started noticing at home she was very quiet and sad, which is totally unlike her. We finally got her to open up and tell us what was wrong. I spoke with her teacher and it was handled very well in my opinion. She talked to the girl and had her write Caitlin an apology letter. Later, the teacher told me she was impressed at how quickly Caitlin forgave the girl and they became friends. Oh, see, that's awesome. So that that's a great scenario. Yeah. Samantha said, nope, still happening every day. We moved 2,000 plus miles away and new school started off fine. And now every day, nonstop, something happens. She tells the teacher and the principal. And I talk to the principal and nothing changes. It's bullshit. I'm about to open a can of you know what in this little third grade girl. And then Michelle said yes and no. The no bully tolerance is a big joke and a load of crap. Now, that's something I can agree with. I, I think agree. this whole policy is bullshit. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think that people take it seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like schools would rather push stuff under the rug mm-hmm. and not make them look like they have bullying in the school because that's going to make them look bad than to actually handle the situation. Yeah. And... Th- I'm I'm kind of split on this decision mm-hmm. like I have been this whole entire podcast mm-hmm. because I think we require too much of teachers than we're willing to pay them for. Oh, yeah. I don't think they get paid Like, we expect teachers to, like, raise our children. Why? It's not their job. A lot of teachers have their own families and their own children to raise, mm-hmm. but we expect them to be like, well, why didn't you discipline them in school? Yeah, we took away the whole discipline factor. Oh, you're picking on my child. Oh, but you didn't tell me they were doing this. It's like teachers are kind of always walking this like balancing act where what's appropriate for what you decide is okay in your family, in your household and, you know, the rules of the state and what am I supposed to do and what am I bound by? Like the kid who brought a weapon to school. Most schools now have a zero tolerance policy for weapons, which a knife is a weapon and, Mm -hmm. you know, and granted... The kid in that situation was not trying to, like, right. hurt Kill somebody. Mm-hmm. But the zero tolerance policy meant that not only should he have been suspended, he should have been expelled. Unfortunately. Right. You know, and these are the times that we live in. Whereas back in the day, the kid brought a knife. You know he wasn't trying to do anything. You simply say to him, look it. Right. That's not appropriate to bring to school. Don't don't ever bring that back, okay? And then you send him on his merry way. And I agree. I feel like a lot of is put on teachers and times are different. I don't know if at this point in my life, I would even want to be a teacher. Like, Heck no. Ever. Like, when I was little, I wanted to be a teacher. Then I got older, I wanted to be a nurse. But even at this point in my life, I don't know if I'd want to be a nurse. <laughs> Lisa's because just tired of dealing with people. I just, yeah. I know. She needs, like, a job where she doesn't talk I don't to know. anybody. No. no, I don't even know if I need that. I just want to, I don't know. But yeah. it's like, I don't know if I want to be a nurse because people are just straight up assholes anymore. Like, 
there are patients and i've said it before that come in and they absolutely warm your heart like you just want to cry when they're talking to you and then they're usually the sickest ones and then there's patients who come in that are complete jackasses and there's nothing even wrong with them and you're like you should learn from this patient that knows that they're about to die in less than three months because you're a complete asshole. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure, I mean, and obviously different scenarios because these kids probably aren't going to die. But you look at kids like, you should really learn from this kid who has the worst life ever. Their parents are poor. They don't even know how they're going to put food on the table. But they're as happy as can be. So I wouldn't want to be a teacher. I mean, right and that's now. the problem as pupils. We don't know other people's situation. Right. You're right. So we only see what we see and we make judgments off of what we know. I mean, the way we interact with people is based on what we know. If you've always grown up around rich, wealthy people, people who are jackasses, you assume that's how you should act. Yeah. You know, so you learn from your parents. So if you ever have a question about how your children are, you have to kind of look at how the household is structured, how the parents mm-hmm. act, or even the friends that you keep and the friends they keep. Because right. it's kind of, it is basically a reflection of, of you and what you portray to your children right. and how you look. So, I mean, when my kids get bad grades, I always blame it on their dad because he got bad grades and I was goody two-shoe, you know? <laughs> but there yeah. are scenarios where... You know, I look at my kids and things I do, they do. Right. So that's how I know, you know. And I've seen people be ruthless and I've seen their children and their children can be ruthless as well. Right. So you kind of have to stop putting so much weight in the school because unfortunately you have to realize it's an institution. Yeah. It is not there to raise your children and you have to, you have to do that and you have to teach them those foundations of things that you don't want to have to teach them, right. but you have to teach them. Right. Like, my child is a nerd. She'll always be a nerd. She's a quirky nerd, and I, I love her for it because I am a quirky nerd as well. She's so cute. But you know what? In all honesty, if she got picked on, I wouldn't be surprised because that's how she is. But it's my job to teach her that you don't victimize yourself. You have right. enough people trying to make you a victim. You cannot make yourself a victim. Right. You know, you just look at it like, that's how people are going to think of you. Don't worry about what they're thinking of you. You know, because love what you do. Do what you do. Stop worrying about it. And it's crazy how, like, this day and age, like, if you are the smart books type of person, mm-hmm. you're, you don't fit in. Like, it's just to me, it's just sad and crazy how different society is, even from when we were in school. Like, I'm like, man, I like feel for our kids for what they have to grow up in. Because if you don't do drugs, you don't do bad stuff, you don't, you're not cool. Well, mm-hmm. you shouldn't be doing that in freaking elementary school. <laughs> and there has like Calvin again. I wanted him to come on, but whatever. Kelvin, who listens to our podcast all the time. Um, you know, in fifth grade, that is what kids were doing. There, I mean, he would come home and be like, Lisa, I, Rihanna is almost in fifth grade. Like, I don't know what to say to her, but there was these girls chasing this boy down the hallway. And I'm like, what are you doing? You know, this is not how you act. And he came up to me and said, 
Mr. Calvin, they're trying to get me in the bathroom. Like, in fifth grade. Yeah. I'm doing this stuff. And it's like, it's not cute. Like, and, and he's like, Lisa, I, I just, and he's really tough on Rihanna. Like, not even so much on the boys, but on Rihanna. He's really, really tough on her. Like, you can't do this. You can't do this. And, and, and he's like, I just don't know what to do because I don't want her being influenced by other kids. Yeah. And you know what? You just have to tell her that. And that's what it's something you're going to have to preach. Yeah. Unfortunately. I mean, again, we're parents. That's our job. We're supposed to raise our children, not, Mm -hmm. not our children raising themselves and not the schools raising our children. Exactly. And we put too much emphasis on what the school, the only thing the job, the school should be doing is enforcing, you know, protection for your child, which in the case of, you know, your coworker's child, they're giving her options. It's her job as a parent to decide right, if that's what she it, yeah. wants to do. Exactly. You I'm know, what like, what well. what takes priority? Mm-hmm. Your kid's safety or the principle of the matter? Yeah. You know, and honestly, as a parent, I'd probably be the one that says, okay, you know, we'll try it out. We'll see how she does. Um, I would voice my disdain for the fact that I have to switch her out, which she seems to have done. Yeah. But if your utmost concern is your child's safety, you know, you're going to have to make those tough decisions. That's what we're parents for. We're, we have to make right. the, the tough like, decisions really that proud. we don't want to make. Right. And I'm really proud of that because I'm the, I'm like, you make me mad, I pop off at the mouth. <laughs> and then later I'm like, ugh. I shouldn't have said, should said that. But I'm really proud of them about how they handle it and how they are trying to talk everything up to their son to say, it's okay. You mm-hmm. know? It is what it is. Like, and don't get me wrong. You're not the wrong kid. You're the... I appreciate them being ballsy. Yeah. No, because I would have been like, okay, let's do that. Let's mm-hmm. have him sit with the front. Let, let's have him switch right. classes. You know? And it takes a lot of balls to be like, no, that's not what we're going to do. What we're going to do is you're going to find out where this child can move because he's the problem. My son is not the problem. There's right. a big difference here. You yeah. know? So that is that is a ballsy move, and I I do commend them on the ballsy move. Yeah. But in the end, it's like you have to think about. You have child. to think of that. If that's not going to happen, then you don't leave your child in a classroom where he's going to be constantly bullied. Right. By this child. Yeah. Exactly. You I know. don't know. I just feel like bullying could go on for hours and hours and hours that's why I kind of felt like it was okay to totally have this topic again because I mean it's a big thing it's a big thing in the world parents and and anybody else you're and even if you don't have children I'm sure you've run into a case as an adult where you felt bullied like someone was taking advantage of you I mean I guess we don't really call it bullying as an adult but definitely like but it it really is when you think about it it's the same concept it's people who feel like they have this power over you so yeah even when you just don't let them no my advice is well I won't give you my advice (laughs) that's just me and my thinking yeah so well thank you for listening to our podcast again um it's I guess it's yeah, you know, we're we're almost an hour, an hour in, yeah, guys. So, thanks. We have actually, we won't we won't talk about we've it. We've actually finished off the whole bottle of wine. wine, and I really could drink another beer if Calvin wasn't here because he'd probably yell at no, me. No, that's probably true. I probably could actually have 
another beer that maybe once we're done we'll that i have underneath the table yeah so <laughs> it's how you know there's a problem I, if you can tell he's the good i actually part of us have too. a six pack he's the good half here. i'm the bad half that's okay mm-hmm. we need balance right yeah and man, our podcast was an hour, and we didn't even do story time today. No story time. We guys. didn't even talk about tap house. <laughs> That's okay. We'll we'll talk about that on the next one. Yeah, exactly. Forward to it. All right, Tiff. Um, let's see. You can hit us up on all social media sites. I did totally forget to sign into Snapchat today, so I'm sorry. Um, but Which, we're at yeah. the MWT podcast yeah. on all of them: Facebook, Snapchat. Instagram. Instagram. I did do an Instagram video this week because Tiffany did it last week. Yep. I put it black and white because for some reason I got some. She's looking a hot mess. My I face guess. is I don't know. not. I don't know what is wrong with me. Ugh. But um, so yeah, all social media sites. You can hit us up at. Um, oh, you the phone number. So text or voicemail. We accept both. It's three three one six eight four eight eight one four. And you can actually email us at themwtpodcast at gmail.com. And we will respond if you have any show suggestions. That sounded so bad. Show suggestions. Show suggestions. So how long have we had this number? For forever, and I'm the only one that seems to know this I number. Still, all I remember is 331, and then I want to point at Tiffany, like, give me the rest. I'm just going to write it down for I mean, her. So one, nobody at one point she can do it. at the number, so. No, you guys need to. Somebody. Voice even if you just be like, even if you just be like, hey, like, just yeah, say something. something. We'll put you on the podcast. And then maybe I'll remember it. Because we don't get enough, we'll put you on the podcast. Right. We have a rant, we'll post you. Especially now that we're back to every week. Yeah. Like, post anything for topics. Like, we would love to hear topics from you. For sure. And drink suggestions, always. You know, we're even if it's not like a podcast, we're probably trying them. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Don't mind. All right. And we finished a whole bottle of wine. So we are out of time. (laughs) Wine. So we are out of here. (laughs) Peace. See ya!